Bunda. That scared the. That scared the. That scared the hell out of me. That worked me up like shit. Bunda. 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 You know what though? Not to like. Not to like. Um, be a killjoy or anything, right? Uh oh. But um, mm. I, f- I found out that you don't basically. Like Hmm? You don't like Bunda. You're not a Bunda guy. You're not a Bunda guy. I'm not. I'll tell you what. You're like Titty. I'll tell you what. Nah, man. Titty. I'm, really, I'm, I'm, I'm not really a breast man. As long as they've got pretty <laughs> hands. Like Listen, titties, I, like, I, like, I like nice legs on a girl, but as long as they've got pretty hands and pretty toes, you know the pretty vibe. Pretty hands. Pretty hands and pretty toes, yes. My mother told me. You ever met a girl with ugly hands? Yes, I have. Oh, what were ugly about them? Uh, knuckles, nails, <laughs> like knuckles, what nails. What were wrong with rough the hands? Are they just dry? That's just dusty, man. Are they dry or like misshaped? Bro, or? we're not even like one minute into the podcast and I'm yeah, getting I mean, cornered. Yeah, but you, yeah, yeah, you made I mean, a point. Like, made no, no, a point, no, I'm saying yeah. like, you got to defend hands, yourself. Pretty hands, pretty feet. A girl looks after herself. Yeah, you said She's that. Well, I want to know more about the knuckles. Yeah, well, no. What happened with no, the knuckles? Did she look like she got a few rounds with AJ or what? I don't know, man. But like, I'm in knuckles. hands properly. I'm capping my knuckles, but it's just more like if the nails are all like just. I don't know, looking all like unkept and that. Can I see your nails, Mister Fucking? Yeah, uh, high expectations. I see, I see, what, I see what you're doing here. Oh, I'm setting working. up a topic. <laughs> you're setting I'm topic. setting up a nah, topic. He's setting up a topic, but he's not going to work with me. Especially the earliest segue in podcasting. Will you keep quiet? <laughs> <laughs> this could <laughs> end terribly. Welcome to all of our listeners. Oh no, no, wait, wait, wait. Just while I finish, yeah. He I don't want to. He does this a lot, doesn't he? No, he no, does no, this a lot. He's got four. I don't want to offend anyone, but but I feel that Bunda's person was crying because she lost her mum. Yeah, that's what the song's about. Yeah, but yeah. we're saying Bunda is in like that's that's kind of that's kind of the bum. whole joke. That's kind of the whole joke. So I now, know, I know, I now I can't. Now I can't sing that song it's anymore. Sad, it's sad though because like she lost her mum. Yeah. So now I can't sing that song anymore because no, you of can't. your sentimentality. So now I can't celebrate Bunda's because just imagine. You're in Burgess Park and you lose your mum and you're screaming oh, out, mum, mum, mum. And then you turn into a meme. Why are you doing this? How Happy. would you feel? You, ha, ha, how would you feel if you turn into a meme no one day? No one's taking the piss out of her though. This I'd also, I'd just, saying. I'd just be upset if I found myself in Burgess Park. To be honest, don't take the piss. Burgess Park is home, isn't it? Northside or die. Many, many memories, isn't it? Shout Northside out, Southie. Shout out, Campbell. Shout out. <laughs> know what I mean? Shout out, Southeast. You know shout mean? out, Burgess Park. You remember Burgess it Park? It just stretches Yo. for so long. I said shout out, Campbell, but then I realised, wait, it goes all the way to like Wolf yeah, Road yeah. and yeah, like basically nearly Elephant. Um, did you used to go to Burgess? Like, no, in, no, 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 no in, in the summer. In the summer. Like they used to have a, the Burgess, uh, like the fair. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's home. It's the that's one, that's home. Like, literally home. Yeah, Burgess, yeah. Burgess. Or like People's Day in Lewisham, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were like the summer events to go to. Like if you weren't there with your Air Maxes or your white Air Force Ones and your night shorts and your night t-shirt and that polo, you were not your dusty knuckles. Your dusty <laughs> knuckles, fam. Yeah, yeah. No, for real, don't you like appreciate a girl with nice hands? To be honest, I've never really... You don't look at girls' hands? No. I've got trust issues. Can't say that I what? really look at girls' hands. So I say I you, mean, don't look at I like her, you don't appreciate a girl's nails. I so guess they get the them po- done and you, you, don't, you don't notice them. I guess the point... Yeah, like if they're you're done, I'll appreciate you're them. You're I can't say it's an immediate... Yeah, that's, that's my thing. That's my thing, right? If they're bad, I think you notice them. But if they're kind of not bad, then it's just like, oh, it's just hands. Just it's hands. Just hands. Just hands? They're just hands. Just hands? They are just hands. All right, cool. Feet, I kind of get. I, you know, they're, you know. I've never like, got that one. 
You don't like them, or as in like, okay, like if, if they're a dusty pair of feet, they're a dusty pair of feet. But like, am I attracted to a girl because she has a particularly nice pair of feet? Yes, like, no, that's I not am. that's not swinging. That's not yeah. that's not moving the needle for me, as they say. Well, I am. You are. Yes. You're a toes man. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I'm gonna take this opportunity to introduce ourselves. It's man <laughs> like, <laughs> like Abs. It's man like Johnny. It's man like Zab. Why do you have to? He stole his own intro. I mean. Bro, it's the whole point of having like a lead presenter. Like, just okay. Let's start. This no, again. no, that's cool. I'm not doing let's it again. again. No, you got your own. You got it out. That's fine. Shout out to our first time <laughs> listeners. Shout out to our day one listeners. Shout out to the Spotify gang. Hi, Shout Rich. Shout out to the Apple's. What? Hi, Rich. Hi. <laughs> that's all. Oh. Shout out to the Apple Podcast listeners. Shout out to the SoundCloud gang. Yeah. And anywhere else he may be bootlegging this podcast, it's your boys. We're back. It's episode nine. And Zabby's not here. He's just, he's walked off the call. So I can't, I couldn't possibly ask you, how are you guys? He's walked off the call. Yeah. Oh, no, he's back. Uh, there he is. Back. There he's back. On, your, on no, your own time. Chicken, uh, chicken Th in the um, thanks, oven. Thanks okay. On us. your own time. Johnny, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. It's been a good week. It's my birthday this hey. week. How old are you now? <laughs> Too old. How old are you now? <laughs> how old are you now, Johnny? So quite depressively, I've now I've got to the age where I would no longer sign myself on Football Manager. Ah, I'm 28 years old, so you oh, don't wow. sign over 28 year olds. On Absolutely Football Manager. not. There's no resale value. What? I'm trying to build a dynasty. Spoken like here, a true Tottenham fan, mate. Well, resale value. 100%, Fuck bro. But I see that's a racial slur that what? Rich just went through. No, there. no, no. no. You're not calling There's... me out. No, I said Tottenham. Yeah, I think I it was. Tottenham. I said Tottenham. Didn't I say heard anything. You heard that as well. No. I heard the tone. No. You heard that as well. No. I heard the tone. I said Tottenham. You're not catching me out. I'm not Wiley. I'm not him. I'm not him. You're not bringing down my podcast, buddy. In keeping with Rich's in keeping with Rich's tone. We need a segue. In keeping with Rich's tone. No segue. Let's keep it here. We need to get out of Yes. Let's what keep he, it here. What he will be delighted to hear is that my birthday <laughs> is also uh, every single year um, International Holocaust Remembrance Day. What? And so that's a bit of a downer oh, as a Jew. He's really killing me. There's like, there's 364 other days they could have fucking picked. There's millions of Jews, oh. thankfully. Um, Falls on the same day. 27th of January every year. That's what's up. Fuck. That's so, crazy. Yeah, I know. So I got, I put on my striped pajamas and um, I go to town. That's what's up. Jesus. That's crazy. Man. I mean, it is what, what it I is. I mean, I'm Segway King, but I'm struggling with this one. How do we, how do we? What do you get for your birthday, Johnny? Yes, <laughs> yes. No segue, just jump out. Just, just straight jump in. What do you get for your birthday? Uh, striped pajamas. Um, <laughs> okay, nice. What the, color? Uh, th there's, there's a joke that maybe you're not getting. Have you seen boy in striped pajamas? Oh my God, I just clocked the joke off. Oh, what? No, what? I did it twice. I did it twice. Just no, one more time, please. We're trying to get out of this. Do I need no, to YouTube no, no, it? No, let's not, let's not. Johnny, what'd you get? what else this did is you like, get? This is like when I watched Schindler's List for Christmas yeah, and you didn't even, get it. Yeah, exactly. I don't even want to know what you got for your birthday. Zavi, how are you? I'm all right. I'm just how are you doing? Good. I'm all right. I'm just curious to know yeah. what you got for your birthday. No, 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 no. How are you? How's, been, how's your week been? How's your week been? My week's been cool. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, just, yeah. Tell me more. Tell cool. me more. I'm trying to stay away from Johnny, bro. Yeah, yeah. He's on fire today, isn't it? I'm trying to stay away from it. We're going to get Oh, shit. Oh, no, no, nothing. I'm staying away, staying away. How's your day? How's your day? My day was cool. My day was cool. I got interviewed today, video interview. Hollywood Zav? Come on. Certain men are local, certain men are... I got interviewed today for like a, basically the trade magazine. Jeez. Like a pretty pretty known magazine for traders and people Are we going to have to blur them out? No, no, no. It's cool, man. And yeah, so basically they interviewed me as a trader, but with somebody with an alternative passion. Come on. So I brought a couple of my paintings down. We spoke about my work. 
how that coincides with my professional world, uh, what advice I can give and just some fun facts. It was pretty mm-hmm. dope, quite quick. I was hella nervous because there was like, imagine like a dark studio, right? They had, is they use like an old comedy, um, comedy club. Mm. But they it's basically turned into like a place where people can use for like recording stuff. Nice. Right. So loads of weird stuff around. Did you see like that thing on my IG with like the finger? Like yeah, like yeah, a massive yeah, finger mm-hmm. in a random yeah. corner. The toilets are massive, like, massively weird. Yeah. But um but um it was good. It was like two hours. I had to like, repeat loads of answers over and over again because they need it from different angles. Okay. Like, yeah. Different like pivots and stuff. Yeah. I wore a camel neck turtleneck. They obviously listen, I wore a camel turtleneck. You've turtle become was. that you've become that meme don. That finance meme don that wears no, no, no. I'll, I'll become that to give I'll, interviews. I'll, no, I'll become that Higgy pasta. <laughs> I'll become pasta that Higgy pasta. Pasta savvy. Hey, um, um, how are you, Rich? Oh, man. How are you, Richard? Thanks, guys. I thought you were, to be honest, I'm so used to like not being asked. I just figured I'd just crack Victim on complex. my day. Oh, Here we man. go. Um, Here we go. I'm good, mate. I'm good. Somehow fell into some weird sort of like dry January. Um, so I basically haven't drunk the whole month. Um, and it feels fucking fantastic, mate. Every day, yeah, every day I wake up, it's like, you know, 2.4 litres of water, couple of vitamin pills, B12, D3. Come on, keep moving. Vegan black seed oil capsule, right? And then I sleep like a baby, and my my, my skin is just like... Glowing. Oh, you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. I'm looking at it now. Look at that. Yo, yo, Rich, Rich, you have a shape up? What? You have a shape up? Um, I mean, depends who's asking, Sergeant. It looks really good. Thanks, mate. That was very defensive. It was a full trim. Yeah, people are listening. You know what I mean? We're not meant to be getting haircuts. Uh, I got, uh, I got uh, trim. <laughs> Where'd you get trim? Just snitching on yourself right now. Oh, uh, right. uh, yo. I'm not trim. I ain't getting no trim. Did you hear about the police officers who called in a barber and then like got in trouble? That was in Bethnal Green. That was in my side. Ends, ends, ends. Why is he saying my side? Like I don't live down the road. What police? What police? You're just picking up Burgess Park ten minutes ago. What police? What from? You're a foreign operative in North So what police? Um, police called to get trims. Yeah. So they called in the barber to Bethnal Green police station. I think couple of couple of them got their hair cut, and then they got fined and suspended. Do you, um, do you want to know a very true story? Uncle Mesut told me that uh, back in the summer. Um, shout out Mesut. Shout out Uncle Mesut. With the, with the clippers. Bruv, CID must have come round to his gaff being like, we know you're doing haircuts, you're not supposed to be doing it. Like six hours later, another Sid come back being like, can I get a haircut? He was like, obviously go fuck yourself, bruv. He's better pay this, bruv. So I got trimmed the other day, yeah? Yeah, fuck it. Forget it. I got a trim. So I'm not... You can't... Yeah. He's like, fuck it. Forget it. <laughs> uh, no, you know it is. I, I just don't be swearing that much. But too late. F- uh, forget it. I went to go get. <laughs> Mate, you've already. It's on tape. It's recorded. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to jail. <laughs> anyway, I got chimed the other day, and basically the barber was saying, yeah, that um, police sent. So he was doing the shutters thing, innit? So like, yeah. Poli- so you'll go to the barbers, he'll open the shutters, close the shutters. Yeah, but you're not so mad. You're gonna laugh. Yeah. You're gonna laugh. What? He'll cut your hair in the dark. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Nigerian, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's Jamaican. Oh my lord! No, basically, he puts on the torch yet on his. You know the. the, the <laughs> You're <laughs> fucking joking. No way! Like a, a headlamp. Torch. You know the. You know the torch hats. Like as if he's like going in a coal mine or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Diving <laughs> in. <laughs> so, um, so he'll have a torch hat on, right? And um, he'll trim your hair in the dark. That's and, um, the most audacious, yeah, outrageous. Yeah, but you, you're, 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 your trim will still come out fire though. But anyway, I, I didn't do that. So basically he told me that he did that for a bit. And then someone snitched on him. 
And then um, he started training from home. And then someone switched him again. No way. So when I went to his yard the other day, he literally, it was the, it was the bookiest way to get in. Like I went through the garden, <laughs> into Yikes. the living room, saw his kids and wife just chilling, and then went to the entrance where he's, where he's doing the trims. But did he do yeah. it in the dark again? No, no, it's for daytime still. Shit. So that's yeah. the only reason why he didn't do it with the head torch. Yeah, but, actually, it, it, but, it, but, it got, but it got awkward though, because like, he was trying to charge me like 20 pounds for a shape up. 20 pounds for eh? Listen, mad. Right. He, was trying to, he was trying to explain himself and I told him that like, I'm good at maths. <laughs> but like he did. He, what does that even what does mean? That mean? No, no, no. <laughs> like you calculated how much electricity No, he, he was basically like, trying to tell me about like call out fees and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, 100. But did you drive to him? Yeah, but basically telling me that obviously he's got less customers during a lockdown That's period. That's not your problem. So he was trying to work out like the proration or like what it should be proportionately. Um, the audacity. And, uh, I'm, I'm on his side. Cause, really? Because he was telling Hundred. me, he was Why? telling me about inflation and stuff, innit? Wait, it's either no cash or cash. I understand. Look, I understand the top up. Yeah. Do you go to black barber or white barber? Turkish barber. Right, cool. So, so basically, oh yeah, mezit, yeah. Basically, black barbers. Yeah. It will cost anywhere between like ten pounds to fifteen pounds. Okay. Same right. as Turkish. And then like, okay, I didn't. It was more. No, nah, you said bit. some mad price the other day yeah, with all I'm, the hot towels and I'm the doing face, I'm doing face mask and clear up and, and he does like the, he does like the ear burning stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, hundred. Which feels very tingly. Yeah, we, 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 we get a different type of massage, isn't it? Out the whole fucking spray back in the neck. No, they did the lemon. The lemon one. Oh, the lemon one, bro. That one's murder. Lemon what? But after you get like the shave and that, the geezer gets like some lemon juice thing, puts yeah, his hands yeah, and puts yeah. it all over like the back no, of your yeah, face. Yeah. Stinging. It's just stinging. So yeah, so Nasty. basically, he tried to basically justify a shape up being 20 pounds. I can understand a shape up being from five pounds to like 10 pounds. Okay. Yeah. How much was a trim if a shape up was 20 quid, bro? Look, I'm on his side. Why is he always just, why does he always do this? Okay, so there's two likes, things. Whatever, whatever we Contrary say. Contrarian yeah. Jay. <laughs> anyway, it. there's two things, right? One is supply and demand, right? right. Supply and demand, baby. Where's the barbers at? You, no, you can't get no trim at the moment. He's the only guy that's going to be able to give you a trim, yeah? Right. So you've got to affirm that. And then there's also time sensitivity of demand. Like if you want to trim now, you've got to pay up. You've got to pay for the service. It's the same reason people pay for VIP entry. pounds for a shape up. Don't get your hair cut then. I got my call-in trims when lockdown was a little bit less strict for 20 quid, which is basically double eight pound more than what I do in the shop. I don't know if the burden of like him losing customers is on you and therefore should be reflected in, in exorbitant, basically like daylight robbery prices, man. But how much is it going to cost you to find a barber that you would also trust to do your well, hair? The point is that he's an he's a ex-customer of Zabby's, right? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he's or, or a frequent customer, I yeah, should yeah. say, of Zabby's. So it's not like... This lockdown is no different to the last lockdown where you were getting twenty pounds for an actual trim. Right he's now, just exactly. being, he's just being, he's just being speculative. Yo, and he gave my shave up so quick. Yeah. So you paid him, bro. I paid him, ah. bro. What I'm gonna do? He's so hench. you justified his fuckery, bro. He's hench. He was wearing tank top. <laughs> I didn't want to fuck with the barber and the string. No, he was wearing a tight singlet, bro. Like singlet. Ah, <laughs> you're a proper af. <laughs> You know the vibes. Yo, but again, man, again, shout out to everybody who has been following us through this journey, man. We mm -hmm. love you, we love you, we love you, we love you. But it's been a fucking crazy week in the news. Yeah. What hasn't happened? In the USA. You don't even have to be too interested in finance or in trading to, to, to understand what's been going on this week in the news. And we are going to break down this story. Probably know by now that we're talking about GameStop. 
versus Wall Street. Boo. Boo. Oh, wow. Wanker. Wow, fuck it. They kind of sideline, sideline. They kind of they pay they like they kind of pay my life. Yeah, they kind of pay my life too. Like boo, but also woo. <laughs> it's so, a revolution. So before I go, before we jump into into what happened, which which uh, Johnny and Zab are going to run us through, it's just to give you a background into what GameStop are. GameStop um, is a Texas-based video games uh, retailer. I think they're forty-five years old, roughly. Have been struggling as of late, as of most sort of brick and mortar stores. Most video game retailers typically have a couple of amazing moments. Uh, every few years when they release new games, consoles, Xboxes or Playstations um, in this modern era. Um, but ultimately they were on their sort of last legs and had plans, aggressive plans to close many of their stores mm -hmm. throughout this year. Mm -hmm. So as a publicly traded company as well, this was reflected in their stock price. Then ensued what can only really um, now that we've had a couple of days to take it in. To the moon, baby! Yeah. To we the moon! We can only really describe as one of the more historical... We worship Elon! <laughs> can only be described as one of the most historic moments um, in modern times in the stock market um, when a group... A group born out of social media platform Reddit... Mm -hmm. um, ...drove the price of this stock from... Shout out the fam. ...from $19... At the start of this month to a couple of days ago, I don't, I don't currently know what the current price is. I'll check that while the lads are speaking to $330. Um, it's been higher. And I think it went, I mean, it definitely went higher. I don't really know where we are with it right now. Had a five hands, didn't it, at one point? Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so before, before Zabby jumps in, um, as I mentioned, the conversation got started on Reddit. Um, a, a character, a user on Reddit concocted a plan based on analysis that he had done into the company of it being one of the most heavily shorted companies going at the moment. So he devised a plan um, which essentially resulted in the stock price being driven up. And what ensued, ladies and gentlemen, thereafter was nothing short of a... Shit show, yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be honest, yeah, for both sides, it's in many the greatest respects. meme gold mine in market for history. Real. So what the fuck happened? So imagine this, yeah, boom. <laughs> imagine this, yeah. So I love, the start. I love, I love the start already. How long have so you got? Yo, this year? How long got? Yeah. <laughs> so boom. Imagine this, yeah. Just some normal guys. They're not normal guys. Not normal if you've guys. been on Wall Street bets long enough on Reddit, then that's you know. It. And that's yo, just a bunch of idiots. Okay, it's a bunch, basically a bunch of idiots. Yeah. Popper but, but listen, but when they come in numbers, yeah, and they all worship Elon. <laughs> <laughs> it's our podcast. I'm gonna come Elon. <laughs> we all worship Elon. We're gonna go to the moon. Um, right, no, so but break down. give us give us the picture. Yeah, so basically, a couple of analysts went on to mm -hmm. Wall Street Bets. Basically, said Wall Street still Bets being the Reddit chat room. Yeah, the the it's like a sub. It's a sub Reddit. Basically, like a sub a room within the room in it. And um, this is like better than Clubhouse, by the way. This is a proper bet now. Reddit's lit, bro. Reddit's uh, so lit. So basically, um, Wall Street bets is, has so been the lead for years, bro. Yeah. So this company, um, they had their earnings, which essentially when a company reports like how they're doing financially, correct. Um, they did. They haven't been doing so well, but then they they did mention that they're going to be moving. Essentially, just imagine like a blockbuster or like a. Blockbuster turn Netflix or like a game. It's computer exchange. It's GameStop computer exchange, is computer right? exchange in the US, basically. Exactly. Yeah. But then they're looking to move digitally. So like a lot of people are down, especially during a pandemic, everybody's downloading games, right? Mm -hmm. yep. Rather than buying the actual hard copies or yep. hard drives, we're going to call it. Yep. Um, so they, they, some people were saying that they're still hoping it's company. But what they then did, they looked and we threw 
the most shorted stocks, right? And noticed that GameStop was one of them. Shorted, now, short, shorted meaning? Shorted, basically. Oh, Johnny, you want to take that? I can do this one. So if you think the price of a stock is going to go up, you buy it. Yeah. Right? And then you realize your buy gain low, when you sell it. Sell high. Yeah, right? So you buy the stock and it goes up. You sell it. You cash out. That's the difference. Now, if you think the price of something is going to go down, you short it. What that means in practice is that I will sell stock to Rich. Yeah. I don't actually own the stock. And this is the fuckery. So I borrow it from Zavi mm -hmm. to deliver my sale to Rich. Yeah. Yep. Let's say the stock is worth 100 bucks at the moment. Yeah. My bet is that it's going to go down to 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. I'm right. So what happens is I buy the stock back at 50 bucks and I give Zavi the stock that I borrowed from him. And you borrowed at a rate. Yeah, sure. We don't even need to get that complicated. But the point is that I sold something at $100 to Rich. It went down in price. Having borrowed it from Zavi to give it to Rich, I buy it back from the market and I re-deliver what I borrowed to Zavi. That's the process of pretty reasonable and fair and logical. No, but at the same time, it's one of those things. I think Elon Musk. Elon! 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 Daddy Elon! Weird face. Carry on. I genuinely feel like he's alien. He is, but anyway. I genuinely feel like he's alien. We'll do an Elon We'll do an Elon episode at some point. Yeah. But anyway. No, I'm being dead serious. Yeah, we believe you. Okay, cool. Well, can we get on that at like, some point? Yeah, we'll do an Elon episode. We'll do an Elon episode. I genuinely point. don't feel like he's from this earth. I feel like he's like... Yeah, like all the other aliens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so basically, um, he made a good point. He was basically saying, like, and obviously this is just me giving commentary, right? Because I'm a trader. We have long short, which is basically hedge fund strategy. So mm -hmm. like, I'm not the hypocrite. But basically he was saying that um, you don't, you can't sell a house that you don't own. You can't sell it like a bike that you don't own, but you can sell a stock that you don't own, which is mm -hmm. essentially what shorting is, Yeah, which is unethical. I never looked at it in that way, but mm -hmm. he's got a point. Yeah. But you know what? Bullshit. I think he's a G because he's basically, he hates hedge funds because hedge funds have always been betting for his company, Tesla, to go down. Mm -hmm. And it has bounced back basically, or like it's just, it's done really well. So he's, he's just basically using his little ar army of like idiots, Reddit idiots to basically buy something that they have no idea what's going on in. And um, basically squeeze out the hedge funds. So what happened? So what happened then? So obviously, right. let, let, let's let's give the structure. So, so let, me, let me let me break it down from yeah. the get go. So yeah. Reddit is a social networking site. Yeah. Um, like a forum is it? Sort <coughs> of? It's a forum place. Yeah. So the idea of it is that there are different subreddits within Reddit. Everybody knows all what different. The fuck everybody knows. Not necessarily. I, I didn't really know what Reddit was. Not necessarily. Anyway. Yeah. So right. there's so there's basically subreddits which are like a specific uh, page within the greater website for any kind of topic. There's stuff on football, there's stuff on hair care, there's stuff on any fucking topic under the sun that you can imagine. One of them is called Wall Street Bets. Now, when I was on Wall Street Bets years ago, it was mainly about people calling each other with like basic financial literacy. Sounds like the internet. Who would like make fucking stupid memes about like option pricing theory. Mm. And they'd be like, okay, like if you're buying call options, then your Delta is Iron Man and your Gamma is Captain America Banner. and your Theta is Black Panther. Right, and it was all- it They was must like, get all the girls. It was proper fucking stupid, right? But it was basically, it was like a super niche cross-section. And, 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 and the title of the subreddit is 
it's as if 4chan found a Bloomberg terminal. And that's basically spot on. Like there's, I have found no better way <laughs> one of describing. One more time. It's like if 4chan found a Bloomberg terminal, right? And like, I was never like on 4chan. Like that's a bit too dank for me. But like, I used to like, like the best of 4chan. Like some of the shit that was coming off there was jokes. So like, I felt right at home at Wall Street Best because it's pretty niche network of people who both do 4chan and speak finance, right? Yeah. There's not many people. That's not, that's not very mainstream. So it was fucking like hidden in the wilderness for years and then suddenly developed and grew as this community of people who uh who became financially literate i guess more and more people started getting on to robin hood which was kind of one of the most popular most accessible platforms that developed and their corporate ethos was about giving anyone access to trade in the markets we'll come back to robin hood um later on in this fiasco so what happened more recently in this case specifically is that a couple of people had done some analysis on the outstanding positioning in a few names in the market. One that they picked up on in particular was GameStop. And they'd noticed that hedge funds had shorted 140% Bro, of the nuts. company's outstanding stock float. Yeah, peak that is. Which is a madness. 140%. There was 140% short positioning. More stocks. How does that even make more sense? Stocks, more <laughs> stocks than existed had been sold without being. All right. So it's just, it was fucking bonkers, right? It's so then what they did. Enough. So then what they did was they yeah. said, okay, this is obviously wrong. There's, like, there's been a lot of reporting in the media like gamers came to defend their company, right? And that's total bollocks. Yeah. Everyone hates GameStop. Everyone hates GameStop. You try and sell a disc to GameStop, like they'll give you a shit price. It's the same as computer exchange. Um, I like, mean, the game is the game, but yeah. That, but that's what it is. So Excuse like, the pun. That was awful. Nah? <laughs> that was I thought awful. that was kind right, no, of... As you were saying, as you were saying, as you were saying. Swiftly on. Um, the idea was that people had realized that people had... The hedge funds had massively overshorted this thing. Like, how does it make sense that you can sell more than 100% more than, yeah. of, what, or, or what, or what actually... of what exists? So then what happened was a short squeeze. So without getting too into it, we explained to you the concept that I sell something to Rich, I borrow it from Zavi, and I give it to Rich. Okay, then I go and place it back. A short squeeze is when someone realizes that there is so much positioning, so many people like me have sold so much shit to Rich that there actually isn't enough Zavi to borrow. Yeah. There aren't enough Zavis around for me to borrow mm -hmm. shit from to deliver to Rich. <laughs> and in that case... Oh fuck! If the thing starts going up in price, yeah. I have to go and actually buy it back from the market yeah. to keep selling it to Rich. Yeah. That's called a short squeeze, and that pent up demand is what has happened to so GameStop. Have, yeah, exactly. And then what got, happened got people, to the price? You, so what got, happened to the price was it went to the fucking moon. moon. It went to the moon, baby. Went to the baby. moon. <laughs> went to the moon, baby. Now. So now, so, so why is this controversial? Why is this? Why has this happened? Right. So basically, the reason this is the reason this is fucking jokes is because it is the same community of self-titled artists and stars who managed to organize their capital to buy this name in particular, and it shot the stock price from, as Rich said, nineteen bucks all the way up to a five handle at some point, and even in the first couple of days, it went from like nineteen to like one hundred and thirty. 200 bucks 230 bucks i know people who are getting in at 135 dollars and they're still making money on it um and these moves happen very violently and very quickly because the size of the short positioning means that nobody actually has sufficiently borrowed the stuff that they're yeah. selling yeah. and they need to buy it back in order to make sure that they can actually yeah. deliver the products it also in the same sense that you know if you own something and it's dropping in price you yeah. might take the decision to sell it and take what you can. Yeah. The inverse of that is if you're shorter and it's rallying, you might think, oh, fuck, this thing keeps going up. I'm going to need mean? to buy it at some point. What is rallying? Rallying mean? means going up in price. 
Yeah, there you At go. current time of recording, uh, the GameStop share price is currently three hundred and sixteen dollars after right. another and day. And a lot of these hedge 63% funds, sixty-three percent up on the day. A lot yeah. of these hedge funds were short at like ten, twelve, fifteen, nineteen. Even let's just say a hundred dollars, but they weren't yeah, really yeah. short hundred dollars because yeah. the squeeze, the squeeze was already on from then. Okay, right, so, so, so wait, wait, so, wait, 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 what's wait. up? I just say yeah. We add as well that it's a bunch of morons who have done this. Oh yeah, and they and they brought hedge funds yeah, to their knees. Yeah, yeah. So I was about These to get on. So, so yeah, so yeah. So, what we've oh, okay, so go, we're go. gonna move on. And it's a really, let's really bounce. Let's bounce I need to yeah, laugh as well. It's man. a really, it's a really, really good point um, that Zabi's bringing I was about up. To get and we're, that, gonna, right. we're gonna get into the into the into the context from a hedge fund perspective, and then we can, you know, as Zabi working at one, it's uh, quite <laughs> interesting to, to hear. His, quite interesting to hear his perspective as well. So, so, so as 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 Zabi said, basically the stars near in the system self-style although really just like weed God, smoke more, more, more bleeping out <laughs> carry yeah, on yeah, but yeah. I think you can call them that because that's what Fuck they call themselves I don't think that's what they are but that's what they call themselves right and it's important that that's what they call themselves <laughs> I, I would have preferred imbeciles like it's imbeciles. a 4chan it's 4chan terminology right 4chan found the bloom but I would call them like weed smoking morons right which is probably basically close these are the kind of people who like sell mum's car to go and buy buy weed basically but anyway so these lot managed to sufficiently organize to create enough collective demand to buy enough GameStop stock that rallied the price up that all these hedge funds that were short then had to also go and buy it back that exacerbates your short squeeze okay now what happened was because a lot of these hedge funds were so short GameStop right this was fundamentally a brick and mortar game retailer which is like a company that's dying in three different ways were rallying it in or forcing it into the ground because they thought it had no future and suddenly all of the stuff that they'd sold they needed to buy back because it was rallying and going up in price in their face but then it got very very nasty and naughty because the platform in which many of these retail investors were using to buy this game shop stock um, as johnny alluded to robin hood they ran into a few spots of bother today so didn't they? this is where it gets very techy very sticky fucked. Still. <laughs> it's yeah, a bit yeah. of a sticky it's one a still it's a bit of a sticky one so, still so 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 the main platform that had kind of been used on wall street bets was robin hood it's super accessible and super that's easy. quite ironic that it's called robin hood it's very well i mean like, like stealing from the rich no, and like, to yeah. the poor. as, as yeah. someone said they should rename themselves to the sheriff of nottingham because they're basically the ones who are stealing from the poor to give back to the rich now yeah. but um the idea of robin hood it was that it was about allowing the masses to trade opening up the markets to people to do whatever whatever right so what happened was I'm not I'm not going to get into names because like the people who own these platforms have sufficiently better lawyers <laughs> than this. You don't want that smoke. Then, then this. Could I don't end, want it either. Then Ken. this could end terribly. Stephen and Ken, I don't want it. I like we got, like we yeah, got, nah. we got lawyers. We got lawyers, but we ain't got multi-billion pound hedge fund kind of lawyers. You know what I mean? Like, but anyway, um, so there's, there's. I'm, I'm going to politically say that there is, there are commonalities. Yeah. Uh, between the people who own the trading platforms and the people who are short the stock. I'm going to keep it that simple. Commonalities. Commonalities. Nothing people more, who, nothing yeah, less. Who own the trading platform and people who are short the stock. So what happened was the trading platforms all decided suddenly to remove the buy button. Yes, but... But before they did that, they actually reloaded, didn't they? Yeah, so we'll, let's, so okay, let's yeah, get, yeah, we'll get yeah, back yeah, to that. Yeah, we'll get back to that. That's more technical, right? But the people who own the platforms will short the stock and so by removing the buy button, they stopped people continuing to buy the thing and sending it further up in price. Remember, these people are short the stock. If it goes up in price, they lose money. So they own the trading platform 
and they then stopped people buying it. So if you were an investor, just to be absolutely crystal, crystal clear, because I'm aware of the fact that we all work in finance and maybe we need to break it down even a little bit more. If you were a buyer of GameShop on Robinhood two days ago and you went on to try and sell today, what would have happened when you opened up the app? So you could sell, you could get out of your position, but an owner selling it is going to make the price go down, right? Yep. yep. By removing the buy button, it means that they weren't allowing the price to go up any further. And it's because the fucking same people that are short the stock own the fucking platform. You don't even understand how fucking serious that is. That right? is so mad. It's so mad. That's never happened before. It's never happened before. Never happened ever. And the yeah, reason the reason is because the same people who own the platform were losing billions was it by just this Robin price Hood going up. I swear it was no. other trading platforms there as well, right? Like basically every retail every, focused every, every trading retail platform point, removed yeah. the buy button. They removed the buy button. Yeah, yeah, That's so fucked. They removed the buy button. But, it, but to be honest with you, I see it both ways, right? right. Like you got some like, unregulated hillbillies, right? <laughs> that they're basically just like <laughs> some unre- unregulated hillbillies. That's not far And they literally, they, they, they grouped up in numbers. They all worship and um, Elon. go to the moon. He's just gonna be saying that the whole night. Yeah, I'm all night long. Um, yeah. No, but I'm saying they got a bunch of like that. He'll be the stars. Yeah, group up in gangs of big numbers, and they're literally investing in things that they don't know. It's not even the fact that they're investing in the market, but they're investing in options, which is a pretty sophisticated instrument, right? And um, are we gonna break down what an option is? It's basically insurance. I'm not on the board. I'm on it. Oh, I mean, you can't. <laughs> You, you got to explain it if you bring it up to the listeners. Uh, I'll do it quickly. I'll do it's, it quickly. No, I'll go, go on. So basically, to. you can either buy a stock or you can buy the right to buy a stock. Exactly. If yeah. a stock is worth $100, you've got to pay $100 for it. Mm-hmm. But if you buy an option, if you if a stock's worth $100, then you've got to pay $100 for it. An option is a contract that gives you the right to buy a stock for $100. But the contract will say for the right to buy $100 of stock, you've only got to pay $10. So... Do I want to buy $100 of stock or do I want to spend $100 to buy $1,000 of stock? That's what options is. Yeah. It's the, it, it gives you the option or the right to buy something at a later date. Right. Exactly. But like just a bunch of hillbilly idiots, right? Invest in things that they don't know. But, but the, the, the other side to it, yeah? There's two sides to it. The other side to it is like they're literally taking down pretty legacy like hedge fund institutions. Like big boys. But they're the, taking the, up big boys. The, knees, yeah, the, big, example, the yeah. big one being <clears throat> the big one being Melvin Capital, right? Hey. So just imagine this. Now. I think Melvin Capital might have like about eleven billion on the management. Yeah, right? and Citron right. Research as well, who are the main ones who were writing. And what we mean by eleven it? billion under management is that essentially these companies, these financial houses, investment companies, have eleven billion dollars of institutional money to Gosh. invest yeah. into the market. Eleven billion, and that is dollars. a very, Gosh. very fickle, Gosh. volatile world. And, and that's not even if you're playing markets which are as frothy but violently volatile as this week. Exactly, man. So basically, so imagine this now. Say, example, I'm Melvin Capital, yeah? My Mm -hmm. name's Melvin, yeah? And I'm suffering now Mm because of this GameStop and these hillbillies that are like, these R-rated hillbillies are like basically... They're buying this thing and pumping it up to the moon. It's just like, it's going against me, going against me. I'm losing a lot of money. Boom. Your point seventy two. So Johnny's point seventy two, which is another hedge fund. And Richie is um, Citadel, which is another hedge fund. Big boy hedge funds as well. Big bad boys. I've gone to you, man, as my boys. I've come to you as a bro. And I'm like, look, these hillbillies are killing me. Can you, I beg you, borrow me some money so like I can basically stay afloat and I don't like go under. I don't have to like declare bankruptcy. Because mm-hmm. like, right, it's been a week. I don't know where this has come from. 
I don't know what's going on. It was only yesterday I was just rolling out my strategies for the year. And mm. now I'm getting carried out by hillbillies. <laughs> <laughs> tweet, tweet Elon Musk. You're being very, it. very nice, by the way, yeah, to yeah. these guys. But so, I thought you, we need this side. Yeah, so basically, imagine that's a boom. You, you man, you man like, for, right, cool, gone, you've gone to your bank account now, yeah? And you're like, okay, what's the balance? Okay, so you, you managed to gather, gather, gather. You gathered like 2.74 billion. Don't like that. Don't like that. You've gathered 2.7 billion, yeah? <laughs> In cash, and then you're like, all right, cool, man. That like Melvin, yeah, listen, boom, we're gonna give you 2.74, 2.47 million dollars, right? We'll take it that still, and um, as bailout money, basically, <laughs> keep you afloat. But then the hillbillies found out about it, yeah, and then they bought some more, yeah, <laughs> and then the stock went up again another 200, percent which means that that bailout money you got, that 2.74 billion, yeah, that you got, evaporation, it's gone. Gerare, so I'll come back man. to you. <laughs> Listen, listen, no, 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 listen, 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 within, listen, within, no, listen, 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 within a day, it, listen, the 2.7, the, the 2.74 million went within a day. Yeah. Do you know how, you know how peak that is? Look, let me read, let me read something out to you guys, yeah? Mm -hmm. Like, look, so, um, so Goldman, Goldman Sachs' prime, which is that the prime brokerage where you'll go to borrow or yeah. to find this stock to mm -hmm. short, um, that's Today. the Zavi in the example that I, that yeah, I laid so earlier. Prime broker is someone who does the lending to someone who sells it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so basically, boom. So they, they said that they had the worst day in history for hedge funds, right? Aww. They lost. <laughs> the hedge funds are down 20%, 30%, and 40% month to date. Mm. So imagine that, you, you give me 2.74 billion, and the next day I tell you it's gone. It's gone again. My head is gone. Gone. And <laughs> now I owe you. Spinning. I owe you. I owe investors. I owe the market. <laughs> Bro, I saw one. Yo, and quickly, yeah. Can I just say one thing, yeah? The memes for this game sort of thing yeah. 10, 10. has been incredible. But wait, but wait. And as you mentioned, obviously, the explosion in the price forced uh, the big boys to go in and try to buy more stocks so they didn't lose out, which obviously meant that the price continued to go up. Um, Two of the hedge funds, as we mentioned before, were massively scalded, including um, Melvin Capital. Uh, I think that was part of the point um, to bring down one of the hedge funds or to show the power of this sort of collective capital um, that Johnny sort of alluded to. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it seems like a fairly incredible experiment. I personally know a lot of people who were involved um, in the purchasing of GameStop and as swear, a I swear. Yeah, and as a result so of... So who's rich? You're sick of No, no, no. And as a result of, obviously, the experiment that highlighted, or the analysis that highlighted how shorted GameStop was, they, they identified a list of other companies who were heavily shorted as well, and those companies started to fucking shoot to the roof as well in anticipation of another short squeeze. So it has had massive, massive, like, third, fourth, fifth phases and reverberations across the market. What's interesting for this, and I think this is, you know, because me and Johnny were talking about this a little bit more, is what it means sort of as a historical event mm -hmm. and why such an egregious activity or something that has been an egregious activity of these hedge funds only becomes a crime, only becomes frowned upon, only becomes a big panic when it's in the hands of the people. Okay, so basically this is the moment that I've been waiting for. Hey! Socialism has hit the markets, baby. Baby. Baby, baby we are we're here. Going, we're going to the you movie. get some GameStop. You, you get, get some GameStop. GameStop. You, you get, get some GameStop. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. This is the first recorded event Yo. in human history. Human history, bro. Where rather than organizing labor, people have organized capital. Mm. And that 
is to use the weapon of the bourgeoisie against itself, effectively, if you're speaking in like purely Marxist terms. But it's a revolution, hi- bro. Hitherto, hitherto, throughout human history, the only way that people- The only way that people have been- I think been, that's the first time I've seen somebody just rock that into vocab. But like, casually seen, as well. I've seen it written, but like yo, he's yo, yo, he's 28 now, bro. Whoa. He's, big big moving, he's moving differently. But man did that, vocab for the 28. But also, man did that casually as well. You said, like, <laughs> like, it, actually, it didn't sound oh, forced. It, it didn't sound forced either. Cash. It didn't sound forced either. It didn't sound forced. Cash. Hitherto, hitherto, uh, throughout human history, the, the most common form of organized protest has been- through labor, i.e. Mm. expression of time. Yeah. It's only now that, well, this is the first instance where people have organized their capital. And it is actually as a direct result of what the hedge funds did in 2008. I don't know how much time you're gonna give me to elaborate on this point. Two it, minutes, what happened in 2008? What happened in 2008 was the US banking system super overlevered itself. And when the house of cards fell, the only way to save the financial system was to flush the market with cash. What happened then was people who already had access to money had cheaper access to a shit ton more money, borrowed shit, super, super cheap, bought a ton of assets, and that's the reason that nobody under 35 can afford to buy a house. Yep. Okay. What has happened subsequently is that we've had 10 years of austerity to pay for this globally. Generally, we've seen governments spending less and less money because they've had to pay off not only the massive debts, but also the increased issuance that was required to pay for quantitative easing. Um, But more significantly, um, we've had a decline in living standards that has been as a result of costs of living going up because asset prices have gone up because rich people had access to money that poor people didn't. Mm. What happened in 2020 was that for the first time, stimulus checks went out in the US, which meant it wasn't just rich people being dumped with cash. It was poor people being dumped with cash as well. Mm. And what did the poor people do? They went and bought some fucking stocks because yeah. they see that there's a shit ton of there's a shit ton of cheap money going to rich people, which is only going to send stocks up. And now they're getting a little piece of the pie. They're going to try and buy in themselves. So yeah. that's what they did. And had the economy not tanked in 2008, then people wouldn't have understood that the Fed is constantly printing money to support the U.S. stock market. Yeah. They wouldn't have had the idea to buy into the stock market in the first place. So people organized their capital, organized their cash, bought into stocks, and they exposed the fact yeah. that hedge funds were trying to short a company more than it was actually fucking worth. Like yep. it's nuts. And had the hedge funds got what they wanted in terms of shorting a company to the ground, the real economic consequence yep. is that everyone who works for GameStop loses their job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so this isn't just, when you short a company, it's not just a game. And this is kind of where the Elon Musk unethical thing, yeah, facts. Uh, well, we'll get into this later on, but <clears> like <throat> the important thing is that when you short a company, when you act, when you short a company to this extent, you try and bury it into the ground, you are causing people yeah. to lose their jobs. Yeah. Exactly. Beyond, it's beyond basically that like, um, which is natural by its fundamentals. Yeah, it's basically like, um, do you remember the film Wall Street? Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen that film Wall Street in like since I was a kid. Mm. But like when um, he was the... the Basically, Gordon Gecko was short in the airline company, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, what's the what's the, what was um thing his name in it? Charlie Sheen's name in it at the time? I can't remember. But um, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. No, but in in, in yeah, the yeah, film, yeah, just Charlie Sheen. Just two Charlie, yeah, Charlie, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Charlie, <laughs> Charlie, Charlie Sheen. Basically, his dad worked for the airline company. Right. So you can actually see that he was aggressively he was a, he was an activist um tr- uh, activist trader activist mm-hmm. investor, mm-hmm. Um, which basically essentially they all buy. Um, enough of the company to then make a decision. I think it's if you own more, if you own 51% of the company, mm-hmm. you can then make decisions on how the company's run mm-hmm. and then you can take over it, liquidate it, do whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what Gordon Gecko was. But um, you can actually see both sides of it because Gordon Gecko's looking at it mainly just from an investor slash profit um, point yeah. of view. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. at the same time, um, Charlie Sheen's 
I'm sure Charlie Sheen's in it, right? Yeah. Know, mate. Can't yeah, remember. Um, I think Char- so. Char- Charlie Sheen's dad works for the airline company. In the film, I think, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that he's at threat or he does lose his job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but it's actually quite sad because sometimes I get so, and probably not just me, a lot of us actually, don't look past the numbers. Yeah. So that I don't look past the notionals that I'm actually trading, mm-hmm. right? And what we're trading is sometimes is in, well, most times is in, substantial amounts like if mm-hmm. we had it in our bank accounts we'll be like wow like that's bonkers we're bonkers yeah but i don't look past further than that so like when i'm short in a company or i'm short in a stock or i'm short you know what i mean mm-hmm. or like buying even if i'm buying a buying a stock sometimes i don't actually think down to the level of what value i'm contributing towards the company mm-hmm. and therefore how that can impact the people so Bro, like y- it makes me it makes me then think to myself like Shorten is actually kind of mad because I'm literally, I'm literally trading. I'm, I've been sent an instruction to trade the stock, to short mm-hmm. the stock, and you're hoping for a demise for of it the to, to go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then I, I, it's it's kind of mad that like, when it I think about it, and shorting is a crazy thing. There's been all kinds of short regu- sh- uh, short selling regulations that have come through the EU, that have come through in the US. SEC needs reporting. Uh, the EU boards and exchanges need to you need to report if you short a certain amount, etc. Mm-hmm. They're trying to add some transparency to short selling across the board. But ultimately, still, we have a market where the big guys are still very much steering the overall picture in the markets. And that's one of the biggest problems that we have here. So I'm not necessarily against short selling. Like, I think it's an important part of being able to express a view on the market. Especially like, with like volatility as But well. like, if you couldn't sell and you could only buy, then the market would be fucking rigged anyway. So people yeah. need to be able to short, right? There the problem go. is, as this entire story has exposed, shorting, being able to short 140% of the company yeah. is not right. And not only is it bad ethically it's also bad trading practice because if you get squeezed out of position you're going to lose a shit ton of money <sighs> so what next then what happens obviously we're probably going to see this ride out for a few more days possibly weeks with regards to GameStop um, I think eventually we're going to see a return to GameStop's ill fortune and their situation before this happened was as I said they're selling off stores and there is a dire situation in terms of their bricks and mortar business but beyond Game Shop, w- what's going to happen? What happens to the markets? Are they going to take a stronger view on short selling? Politicians are engaged. AOC is talking about it. Even Ted fucking Cruz, Ted Cruz. was talking Can about the thing. And he's a moron. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what, what happens? Bro, like, what happens yeah. next? Yeah. Wait, did you see Ja Rule tweet as well? Yeah. <laughs> Ja Rule is engaged. AOC, Ted Cruz, and Ja. Bro, but when you can get when you can get AOC, Ted ja Cruz. Was like, yo, this gotta stop. Yo, I mean, yo, don't sell. Yo, hold I, the line. It's murder. That's the bar. Hold the line. And, uh, and Mia Khalifa as well. She's like, bye, 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 bye. Who, um, who's Mia Khalifa? Who's that? Mia Khalifa. Never heard of her. She's an adult actress. Oh, is she? Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. She retired though. Christian oh. boy. Christian boy here. Never heard that. Never heard that. Anyway, when you can get whoever this Mia Khalifa woman is. Ja Rule, Ted Cruz, and AOC around the same table, you done, you done fucked up. 2021. You done fucked up, right? Someone, someone yeah. said it's, uh, it's December it's December 59th, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> and shit is still lit. And That's I was just like, bro, chat. I feel that, bro. That's quite I, good I, chat. I, I you, fucking feel you, that. Have you seen that meme of like uh, the sesame bird, the, the yellow bird in the meeting room? Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's like when GameStop game, game, game in the S&P 500 yeah, yeah, next yeah. to like Tesla and Amazon. And it looks so out of place. But before we get onto the most important part of this whole spiel about GameShop and, and the wider investment world at the moment, very, very briefly, very, very briefly before you move on, what happens next? 
So what happens? I think I think it's quite an important moment because not only have we exposed the fatal flaw in the concept of shorting more than ex- than shorting more than the company's outstanding yeah. flow. Um, it also sends a message to the market that there is a new class of retail investors. And this class of retail investors are unlike the ones in the 80s and the They're 90s. Like activists ones. Yeah, right, exactly. So like in the 80s and the 90s, if you've ever watched Wolf of Wall Street, Leo's punting stocks to yep. like mama and papa, right? But yep. these people didn't grow up fucked by the economy. Yep. The kids who are doing this Wall Street bet stuff are basically people our age and are likely to be around the average age of the, of the listener base of this podcast our life chances were screwed in 2008. Like the chances of us ever owning property was screwed in 2008. The chances of us getting decent jobs and not having to fucking work for delivery with a university degree was screwed in 2008, right? So it's the first time that not only is the market fighting a retail investor class that fucking hates it, um, it's the first time that this investor class has had the wherewithal through the through the internet or whatever to organize its capital. Mm. And it's a a message has been sent to these hedge funds that not only is it not right fundamentally to short more than fucking exists of a company but like you can't do this shit to the real economy anymore there is enough power in the retail investor base that will screw you if you keep trying to fuck us and that's what's up that like, is I'm what's all for up. it that's what's up that's what's up yeah that's what and we have to finish this particular topic by saying please 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 play these markets with care do your fucking research do not jump on hype trains because you heard a stock called GameStop is apparently a quick get rich quick scheme or a cash cow. Make sure you do your fucking research. There are thousands and thousands of very, very good companies that deserve your time, research and money. Do not get into investing as a get rich quick scheme. Do it the right way. And please, please, please avoid the hype of these situations. Because as we've kind of alluded to, there were people who found themselves in a situation where they I know the buy button was taken away, but people couldn't actually sell because of how crazy these markets were. So people can find themselves in precarious situations on both sides of the market. So be very, very care- careful how you treat these markets. So one thing is like on that on that point in particular, like I just want the last I thing I want to say prof- is, I thought that was profound enough to. It's just quite profound. Yeah, I just, I, I, sorry, smoke. but like I, I want to add to that as well. The one the uh, one okay, thing I want to cool. say is like the the, the <laughs> like the defense case has from like the hedge funds and from Wall Street, whatever you want to call it, has been like this. T- this is tantamount to market collusion. Right, so people have been coming on CNBC and saying, "What are these people are doing? Is collusion? How is this? This not, is an outrage! How is this not illegal?" Did it all? Well, first thing is because basically, the first thing is that the market is what well, these retail investors are only playing the exact same game that Wall Street and the hedge funds have been doing for years. Right, it, even before we get deeper into what the concepts of ins- insider trading, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But also, like, you can't sue people who aren't market participants for collusion. Like, these are just idiots on a fucking message board telling each other like for guts and glory buy this fucking stock they have yeah. got no idea what they're doing they're not market participants yeah there's not collusion what is collusion is the same people short the stock remove the fucking buy button from the trading platform that's fucking collusion wild yeah 100 percent. and i'm gonna, gonna say elon, you're gonna say right? elon again isn't it no i'm not oh shit wow what oh no, I'm say, wow. say elon, 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 daddy elon. Hey, daddy elon. you know i've got like a lit elon musk t-shirt you know, I'm gonna put it on in a second. That's very sad. That's the rest of it, pretty I'm paradoxical. That's very uh, sad. Very lit no, he's Elon a genius. Musk t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, so it's an oxymoron. No, I got, I got not, oxymorons Elon Musk. when the words are next to each other. No, oxymorons Yo, are, is a self-contradictory. Yeah, but the words have to be next to each other. Do they? Yeah, but paradox, he just said, paradox is when they when they're not next to each other. He said lit. Bro, t- a and G C S C English. Yeah, don't yeah, yeah. at me. He's what? That's what. He's a star. A star. But anyway, he said lit T-shirt. That's also oxymoronic. No, he said lit. Anyway, he said lit Elon T-shirt. Elon Musk. 
Oxymoron. You are saying. <laughs> yeah, Come on, just wrap up this that. topic. Mumsy's ah, listening to this, you know. You can't do it with your English because you'll fucking slap, bro. Hear me yeah, out, yeah. <laughs> wow, I've been trying I'm to get something. I'm definitely researching this. I've been though. trying to get something forever. But say your oh piece, bro. Fuck it. Yeah, no. You started talking about an Elon t shirt and now it's like he's waiting for us to finish. Zavi, yeah. if you've got something to say, just say it, man. I do. If anybody has really funny GameStop memes, yeah. Please just send it to this could end terribly. At please. this could end terribly. Yeah, please. I'm not listen, glad listen, I, I haven't been able to concentrate at work for the whole week yet because yeah. the well, memes have, have been dank. The disclaimer I have, I've had a really tough week. <laughs> the be- the bosses, be- bosses are listening. I've definitely yeah. been working. It's been a busy week. Yeah, busy week, yeah. But I'm saying, yeah, like, bro, if you got, bro and girls, if you got any lit. <laughs> Wait, what was that? <laughs> bro, bro, bro and girls. Bros, bros <laughs> and sisters. <laughs> Brothers and inclusive. sisters, if you've got any funny ass memes Didn't on GameStop on Reddit, you did say that to us, right? Send it, yeah, but you guys are like, no. start talking over me. No, bad, we, ga- no, we gave you, no, we gave you the floor for that one. You had yeah. time. Anyway, segue for these quick, quickly. No, no, quickly. I've <laughs> got the segue. I got the segue. Wait Next it. topic, please. Segue King. I'm on the spot here. Come obviously, on, hurry up. Obviously, a lot of things are going through my mind. Conspiracy theories as to why people like Ken Griffin, Stephen Cohen, etc., can get away with such of this stuff. And it's weird how my mind works because I started thinking about like this international ring of like high profile Americans, politicians, businessmen who are all doing like Jeffrey Epstein's and Harvey Weinstein's and maybe Cohen and Griffin are a part of that, which is why they never seemingly get in trouble for any of the shit they do. But once I got rid of all of the conspiracy theories, I was actually just thinking about how like lit it was the idea of just like more people, more average Joes who are hard up on, on their luck, who live in bumblefuck areas of America, mm-hmm. who found an opportunity to make a little bit of cash. And that kind of made me start thinking about a conversation that's been running through different parts of the world. And what I mean by that is sort of universal basic income. Mm. How about that for a segue? That's a good segue. That's a good segue to be fair. Can I get one of those? That's a good segue to be fair. That's a good segue to be fair. And clearly a big big topic um for people who don't know what sort of universal basic income is it's essentially a an allowance an unconditional allowance that is given to you by a government and it is quite a generous allowance which you can obviously use as part of your daily expenditure so Mm -hmm. it is a sort of leveling of the playing field um type allowance and it's been trialed in various different areas in the world um over history the most recent one that i know of Um, was in Finland, I think, two summers ago Mm -hmm. or something like that, and they trialed it. Um, I'm not entirely sure if they're going to be taking that pilot any further and rolling that out internationally um, or or, or properly. But we had a conversation. (laughs) He's actually got the T-shirt. just put on the Elon Musk T-shirt. He's popped up on Zoom. (laughs) All I can see on my screen is some kind of lightning background bullshit T-shirt. What the fuck is that? Um, yeah, as I was saying, I'm not sure if Finland actually have a plan to 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 roll it out properly, but it did make me start to think about what that could potentially look like. And I think it's an interesting topic. And I know, Johnny, you, you, you immediately had some thoughts on that. So this week's Book of the Week. Can we start, can we start doing Book of the Week? We can do, but I, I don't read that. books that quickly. Bro. Oh, <laughs> yeah, same. I'm a slow reader. <laughs> you know what you're going to read? <laughs> Sorry. No, well, I'm, I'm well if anyone's got time... 
uh, Rutger Bregman's come no, out. With you know what? You can do a um with a new music with our new music segment. You can do the book. We'll do new there. books. And if I've read a book, then I can. We'll yeah. do new books. We'll do new books on new, new music. books and new music. Um, we so, so we so classy. Uh, Rutger Bregman's Zav is filming himself with his oh Elon God. Musk t-shirt. This right is now. This fucking is sad. Fucking ridiculous at this point. Can we carry on or? Please carry on. Carry on. Can, can we? Please carry on. We're, we're hiring, ladies and gentlemen. If you know a third host, <laughs> a we podcast are hiring. Host with range. We do good old talk, culture, <laughs> pink <laughs> backgrounds on social you media. I was actually going to post and say, Fuck guess how it. many times I said Elon in the in the podcast you know what, that and be... tag this kind of terribly and then you just rubbish me on it so I can't even do that I don't mean to rubbish you I don't mean to rubbish you that could no, be our, not, not go mute. that could be our first ever prize giveaway is Ooh. guess or count how many times have you said Elon during Ooh. the episode yeah we Elon we could do that we could do that anyway Elon. Uh, anyway, universal. universal basic income yeah. so book of the week is Rutger Bregman's Utopia for Realists and in it, he's, he designs or describes what a utopian um, society looks like, not in terms of like the flying cars and biospheres shite, but like real economic policies. And one of them is universal basic income. And I have always been someone, although I'm a staunch lefty, who has been against universal basic income. Mm. And between three books uh, that I've read recently, but predominantly this one, it's kind of changed my mind. First one is obviously uh, Utopia Realist. The other one is Poverty Safari by I think it's Kenny McGovern. Yeah. Uh, and the third one is the third one is James O'Brien's How Not to Be Wrong. And the reason I referenced the last one is because one of the last lines in the book is there is no point in having a free working mind if you limit its ability to change its viewpoint. Okay. Mm -hmm. So having read these two other books, I have kind of changed my mind. All right. So, so what was your what were your doubts about or your main doubts about universal basic income? So my doubts about them the were book? that one, it's just outrageously and outlandishly expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, two is that it would disincentivize people to work. Yeah. It would incentivize people to be lazy or whatever, and it would remove the impetus for productivity in the economy. So you think people once they get on, they get lazy? You get free cash. What the fuck are you gonna go to work for? That was the viewpoint. Okay. So the first thing is, and what's important to say, the reason that there's a segue from the last topic to this is that a lot of the <laughs> jokes aside, a lot of the buying of GameStop and other shit on Robin Hood has come from the fact that there have been $2,000 stimulus checks. Yeah, man. And a $2,000 stimulus check is a universal basic income. That's like yeah. the first step. Yeah. Like we've already breached the first divide. People yeah. used to talk about helicopter money, which was the idea of cash falling out of the sky. Yeah. And it's happened. Yeah. People have been given free cash. It just so happens that at this time they've gone into the stock markets. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. so the con like the very first defenses of the argument against UBI have been broken because it's started in practice. Now, the studies that he cites in his book, Utopia of Realists, range from places like Canada to Pan-African, Asian, Latin American studies to the United States of America. Um, and yeah. one of the most enlightening things I found was that in 1969... Uh, Richard Nixon very, very nearly signed into law a universal basic income in the United States. It's crazy when you think about how things have turned for America since. It's nuts, given, right? given that they struggled their way through to give them the people stimulus checks it's nuts. during this so pandemic, like, when back in the day they were going to be doing like I universal mean, basic I mean, honestly, we were so close. All. So listen to this. This, crazy. Is the fuck, this is the fuckery, right? So like after 1964, we got Lyndon B. Johnson's uh, New Deal, which is a massive infrastructure, job spending program, et cetera, et cetera. It was called the war on poverty, right? Um, Nixon then later takes over um, and he is all bang for universal basic income. He thinks it's, he's, there's two major ambitions for the baby boomer generation. The first was to put someone on the moon, yeah, which they did. And the other one was to eradicate, po 
we'll, yeah, we'll do that later. We'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, no, I'm, I'm ready for that one. You know me, I love aliens and stuff. We'll was it real? Yes or no? I don't think so. Was it real? Yes or no? Yeah, they went there. Oh. Okay, carry on. Uh, I think, I think so that's Cap. No one ever asked me, but carry on, please. What do you think, Rich? I don't think it was real. But anyway, carry uh, okay, on. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, so, we, uh, so the first ambition of the baby boomers was to get someone on the moon which they did. And the second one uh, was to eradicate poverty. And what happened was Nixon had, uh, it's quite jokes, it was called the Family Assistance Program, aka FAP, lol. Um, they, um, wank jokes, they uh, <laughs> sent a bill to the, to the House of Representatives, passed, passed, the wow. basic income passed the House of Representatives, went to the Senate. The Senate was seen as more progressive than the House of Representatives, uh, but it was rejected by the Senate and it was Democrats Democrats who rejected the bill from the White House what? because they didn't think that there was enough cash. They thought it didn't go far enough as a universal basic income. Right. So then the bill went backwards and forwards over 1960 for about five or six months, and eventually it was canned. And then we lost the opportunity forever Crazy. to have a universal basic income. But basically the point is that all of these studies from places like Canada, from places specifically like Liberia, from places uh, like elsewhere in the United States, all show the benefits of having a universal basic income. And the point is not to replace people's wages. You're mm. not paying people what they earn. The idea of a universal basic income is to eradicate poverty, right. i.e. you pay people up to the poverty line. Yeah. Okay. That's what it is for me, man. And That's what even it is. None of these, most of these economies have no fucking right to have poverty lines, full uh, stop. For sure. Uh, so and this isn't about a, a situation in which, as you mentioned at the start, people are paid an amount that makes it so that they aren't in incentivized to work. However, the truth is somewhere in the middle. We need to have a situation in which people at least can fucking leave their house and get on a fucking get a train ticket to commute if they need to get if they need to get a job off ends. Sure. So that, so that's people basically the people like me are the problem, yeah. right? So I said that my main objection. We've, we've always said that, mate. So, yeah, facts. Um, so th my main objection was that it would disincentivize people to work. The, another main common objection is that people would waste the money. They'd go spend it on drugs or spend it on whatever. Da, 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 da. So we did an example in this country, I think, in 2013, where money was given to 13 homeless men who were living on the streets of London. To cut a very long story short, within the space of two years, I think like eight of the 13 were in permanent housing and mm -hmm. had jobs. Three of the others were waiting to move into it. And maybe another two somewhere had gone wayward along the line. The point is that if you give money to poor people, it tends to be a lot more cost beneficial mm. than coming up with bullshit ideas about how you think the poor should alleviate themselves out of poverty. And it's the reason I referenced the third book, Poverty Safari. This guy who wrote the book is a guy who uh, grew up in the tenements in like the rough shit bit of Glasgow. And he remembers at one point in his life when he's a smackhead, someone that he used to go to school with turns up and he goes, what are you doing for work now? And he goes, I'm a welfare advisor. And he goes, well, fucking that's... The it's the last thing we need in the fucking community yeah, is yeah, the council yeah. spending 30 grand a year on a welfare advisor. Yeah. If, as all the evidence suggests, if you give these people access to the cash directly, they tend to go and sort themselves out. Mm. Most of them don't go and buy drugs. Most of them go and either uh, sort themselves out for housing. They go and get themselves cleaned up. They're able to buy themselves food. Um, they seek means to get off of substance abuse, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and this not only this pr point not only proves itself in somewhere like Glasgow, it extends to places like Liberia. So there was another example in, in Liberia where they gave people, the poorest people, like kind of the most shifty homeless people, whatever, um, something like $200. 
And they checked what had happened two years later. And what had happened was, again, people had started up businesses. People had bought food. People mm. had bought clothing. They hadn't, they hadn't gone and just bought drugs with the free money that had been given yeah. to them. Um, the main, like, super famous one, I guess, um, was in Canada. Um, so it was in a place called Dauphin in Manitoba. And what happened was that every family was given something like $10,000. And they were basically given no strings attached. There was no conditionality on it. And the net result was that there was maybe like a th four, 5% drop in working hours. But the things that had happened was that there was better um, educational attainment because families were no longer worried about poverty. Their kids were better fed and they could concentrate better in school. There were lower cases of domestic abuse. Yep and household violence because <coughs> fa points. families weren't arguing about the money anymore and that that source of stress was removed there were lower there was lower healthcare spend because people weren't depressed and people weren't getting ill and stressed because poverty had been removed as an impetus and one of the most important things they found in that in that whole study was that they'd save something like eight and a half percent of the national healthcare budget or like pro rata to save eight and a half percent of the national healthcare budget right. so when people say like oh in like giving people free money is going to be super expensive or whatever. Da, da, da. The NHS budget in this country is something like 130 billion quid. If you remove eight and a half percent, you've just freed up 11 billion quid mm. in the budget. <laughs> that pays for a lot of people to be removed from the poverty line, right? You then also remove all of like the bullshit welfare system shite that comes with forcing people onto job seekers. So again, we all know people who have been jobless or have sought state assistance. Like, the idea of having to go for universal credit is fucking bullshit. It's so time consuming. Like you cannot actually apply for a job because of all the fucking time that you spend doing shit like proving where you live, uh, proving how much, uh, how many jobs you've applied for, uh, proving all kinds of other shit that you basically become dependent on your 50 pounds a week because that's the only way that you can get your money, right? And it becomes unconditional and it actually inhibits your ability to go and find a job properly because you spend so much fucking time at the job center doing bullshit. Yeah, Johnny's going yeah. fucking in right now. Tell me to stop. Tell me to stop if you want. I'll carry on if you want. Yo. Yeah, no, please do. Oh, okay, cool. So like, basically, so, like, long, long, I was just marveling. I was like, how is he, how is he doing this? He hasn't, he hasn't breathed once. <laughs> this, this is my friend. I'm so proud of him. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this is the point. Is like, yeah. um, so basically, universal basic income, like, okay, it is going to be fucking expensive on the face of it. It's, it's going to cost if a lot of money to give people money. But you save a shit ton of money. But is it universal basic income in your mind would be targeted at a specific group of people or would it be for everybody? Okay, so my view on basic income is that it would effectively pay the wages up to the national living wage or to the local living wage. Like, do you or I or Zavi need 10 grand a year extra? No. I mean, I run me my it. check. Okay, like oh, yeah, it'd be nice. run me okay. my cash. I wouldn't be mad at nothing. I wouldn't be mad at uh, What do you think, man? What do you think about universal basic income? You know what? I think it's good. Um, in a nutshell, I think for people who need it, it's 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 down to how to use it, obviously. But I feel like with the the right intentions, it could be used to basically to benefit people who need it. Would it be the death um, of the working class and just a fat middle class? And then obviously the upper echelons? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think the universal credit will... I don't universal think basic uh, income, different to credit. Very different. I don't think the uni universal basic income is enough to push a social class. Like to. A, I think it contributes to... I think it could potentially contribute to... But like it could contribute to it, but yeah, I don't yeah, think... Yeah. I, don't, I feel like there's a lot more depth that needs to be 
behind it in order right. for that to happen. Yeah. Like I don't feel like there's much, lo- I think it's more short term than long term. Right. And I feel like it's a long term approach and long term strategy that's needed in order to push somebody from a working class yeah. to a middle class. So like, uh, I, like I don't kind of want to attack you, but like I'm going to attack the premise of the question. Like, yeah, yeah. why is it aspirational in society to have a working class that's significantly structurally poorer than a middle class? Like the idea is that we move to a classless society, right? I'm associating working class to socioeconomic banding. So, so we're being much, super poor. So okay, much, so like, yeah, so would so it, would it, uh, I'm not saying getting so like some people will I'm, still I'm be saying, poorer. Yeah, I'm not saying, yeah, of course, but I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's a bad thing that people are working class. It's me, it's talking at the end of the day. But Facts. So but I'm asking if universal basic income in your vision would see fewer people or more people less poor. Yes, it would. Exactly, see, it so would that's see, what I mean. So as was, a result, it would yeah. be... So like they're still going, like, to any, like realistically, within a capitalist system, they're still yeah. going to be of course, a working class. The idea is that you just alleviate poverty, these people exactly. and their fucking children from poverty. Like, it would negate the need for, Mar- for Marcus Rashford to have to constantly lobby the government to ensure yeah, exactly. that school children are fed because their parents would have sufficient cash. Yeah. Right, being middle class ain't all it's cracked up to be. Let's be honest, man. Fuck, it's kind of long, bro. I was gonna say, bro, you get no benefits from anything, man. Like you can't escape anything. Like working, yep. working class get a lot of the benefits. Like richest people are fucking avoiding all the taxes. Middle people just getting like sure. bent over and spanked in the ass. But the point is that, like, uh, on from the perspective of a country, it's a good thing to have this universal basic income because not only does it put a poverty line under at like at the base level, which means that you know, your society is just a nice place to live in because you're not seeing people starving and sleeping on the streets or whatever. Mm. But it has cultural benefits. So, for example, like artists and uh, actors and musicians and whatever are given a bit more free scope to produce cultural content yeah. because they're no longer fearful of absolutely starving because Although they're not doing something that's some of the best economically shit comes productive. Out, yeah, some of the best shit comes out of pain on poverty, right? It does. Yeah. It does. But also at the same time, like having that bandwidth, yeah, having, that. That, having that spare bandwidth is beneficial. The other thing that yeah. I think is, the, and the thing that I think is probably most important for the economy is that it would be good for workers and good for employees because it would mean that people would stop underemploying themselves. And that's exactly what I was going to say next: bargaining power, right? For Go, sure. Going into a situation where you have a little bit more leverage in these conversations because you aren't as desperate. Yeah. So, like a modern phenomenon, super key. So, a modern phenomena of employment statistics are that okay so the tories would be like oh so we've reduced unemployment to four percent but what they don't talk about is that there's a shit ton of university graduates who work for deliveroo right Mm. so they don't register as unemployed but they're woefully underemployed there's nothing wrong with working for deliveroo it's a great gig if it's flexible enough and it works for you but the point is that people who have gone to a russell group university probably want to be aiming a little bit higher than driving a motorbike as their primary source of income. And by having a universal basic income and ensuring that people aren't in a state of poverty, it reduces the likelihood of people accepting a job because they're desperate for any form of income. That increases the collective bargaining power of the workforce and then forces employers to be more competitive in their wage offers for labor, right? So it's positive from a left-wing perspective because it allows labor to organize itself against predatory hiring processes among lots of other things but like i said the main thing the main main important cause is that actually there is barely any evidence of uh, a reduction in working hours and there's barely any evidence of the money being wasted what you actually find out is that people are more productive right so before we get into the argument about a reduced working week etc when people are no longer worried about being able to feed their kids at the end of the working day they tend to be better at their job during the working hours, <laughs> right? Um, and if you can give people this kind of this certainty 
or this guarantee that people aren't going to go poor for having a full-time job. People are better at their work. It ensures a higher quality of output. Uh, it ensures a higher society. And yes, there's a lot of money you've got to spend to do it, but you're going to save a shit ton on social welfare spending or you're just going to replace it. You're going to save a shit ton on mental health services. You're going to save a shit ton on policing because crime rates are going to go down because people aren't growing up in poverty anymore. You're going to save a hell of a lot in child services because there's probably going to be a lower rate of divorce because couples aren't going to be arguing about the money anymore. You're going to be spending less money in your education budget because kids are going to be becoming better prepared to school, which means that they're going to have a higher chance of succeeding without greater investment. And it has wider societal benefits. Right? I don't believe that everyone in the country should get 10 grand, but I do believe that we earn enough money as a country to put a base level under poverty in this country. And that's my TED talk. I'm going to shout now. It's lit. Fair enough, mate. It's lit, man. Good talk. We got no fear of that shit coming here anyway. Let's be honest. They, they treat us with contempt. There's no chance that's coming here anyway. They ain't paying us for shit. Yeah, for real. That's what's up. Yeah, I love Elon, you know? Uh, you know, like, I literally, one day I want to get a Model 3. Like, okay. And I want to basically get a ticket to go on that rocket to go to Mars. <laughs> okay. Would you get the ship? Yeah, 100%. But you can't come back. Why not? It takes like three years to get there. That's calm. And the idea is that you set up a colony. That's what he's paying people for. Do you reckon? I know. <laughs> That's what the contract is. He's trying to find people who will go out there and set up a colony on Mars. Ain't feeling too frog. You know, like, like, you? scratching no, his but, neck. No, the... <laughs> but yeah, imagine you, imagine you go to front, imagine you go to Mars, yeah, and you're like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to set up a shop and I'm going to call it McDonald's and no one out there knows what McDonald's is and it, it just bangs you. Look at your you dreams. Become, and then you become a multi-million out there. Look at like your dreams blueprint. and hopes. Huh? Look at your dreams and hopes right now. <laughs> McDonald's on Mars. You know how wave that is? Well, That'd be quite sure. decent. Imagine just floating around in the air like jumping up and down with a Big Mac. Back. So and you have like know. aliens that serve you. What would you like to order? That's weird. No? <laughs> okay. Maybe I'm just a bit tapped. Um, so, we have a new challenge. Yes, we do indeed. R.I.P. the bus it. Mm, it was good while it lasted. <sighs> I actually missed the bus it. Bonjour to S the silhouettes. Silhouettes. Mm. Ooh. Vibes. Yeah. Let's get it. Put your head on my shoulder. Verdict. What do we think about it? I'm a fan. I, I'm not really a fan. Oh, that's my chat. Here we go. Yeah, I'm not really a fan. I'll tell so you I'm what. Off you go. You're such a contrarian. Listen, <laughs> um, I'm not a fan. Why? The thing is, State the thing case. is, right? Again, so you didn't like, like Don't Rush. You loved Buss It. You don't like the silhouette. Yes. Maybe we should tell and the I, listeners I, I, what the silhouette I, I, is just in what? case they haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, mm. yeah, so the silhouette basically, following on from the old Buss It challenge, is a lady in front of the screen. She's wearing a robe of some sort, some sort of stay-at-home clothing. Um, and then all of a sudden, as the song goes from being a sort of old school, sort of soulsy type vibe to a very dark, very sub bassy, watery, Drake-like wobble wobble song. And all you see in front of you is the woman has turned off the lights and all you see is her silhouette mm. in the background, either a red light or a blue light or mm. just a white light. And it's a, it's, it's a display of curvature, ladies and gentlemen. What can I say? Body positivity, baby. Mad body positivity. Yeah, but the thing is, right, you guys need to know in this day and age, right? Uh oh. In this mm. day and age, there's something that begins with A and it ends with an S. As, 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 no, as. Oh. Get oh. your mind out of the gut, man. Oh. Oh. Angles. 
Uh, yeah, that's it, that too. That too. And he really got me there. Yeah, you see, you got the number on me. See, dirty mind. But listen, like it's angles, right? And and like I think the reason why I don't like the don't rush challenge and the silhouette challenge is because of something called illusion. Okay. Right. And I feel like with the silhouette challenge, you can be easily, easily. Um, I'm looking for the word. What's the word when you're like um, deceived? You're easily deceived. Right, by potentially um, false angles, really, and I like reality. But the camera is the camera stationary. <laughs> I like reality. Set right in yeah, front of you. The you, camera bro? doesn't yeah, move. Like it uh, couldn't be any more real. You, there's no, no there's no, no angle no, deception. I'm sorry, ladies, I'm really sorry, but like, I, I like real. I like. The women in there are like as real as it gets. What there's are we no, talking there's about? There's no angle deception. <laughs> yeah, the camera's right in front yeah, of you. Really come on, man. You know what I'm talking about. You. Don't look you. at me, man. Yo, yo. You, man. I've spoken to you guys before about angles, man. Don't look yeah, at like, me. Listen, but this, this, listen, this listen, negates You know angles. the thing is, yeah? I, I just keep it real. Like, I appreciate my women. Don't get me wrong, right? But if guys start going on, yeah? On, 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 online and then like angling their biceps, yeah? I do not want to see that. Listen, angling their biceps. I don't want to see it. either at all. But angling their biceps in a certain way where it's deceitful. And Mandem, I've seen Mandem do it, yeah? And it's not cool, yeah? Name yourself, Mandem. <laughs> yo, yo, that, that guy that sent me that hate mail. Uh, I forgot his name. Oh, oh man, man like, like Alan, yeah, Alan, yeah, Coles. Alan, whatever, yeah. Man he, like Jeff. He, the, the, the racist <laughs> man guy. Man like Jeff. Yeah, the racist guy. He's, he's going to live on long in him and his silly Doberman. Um, <laughs> so basically, like no, 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 that, dog can, that, that dog can get it as well. Man. Man. Yo, he's, he's an idiot. Zab, I'm, I'm, I'm detecting a theme, an, an anti female yeah. theme here from you. <laughs> Of, of don't late, do, don't, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. That is brutal. Don't do that. That is brutal. Don't do that, especially not me, man, because I big up my women, bro. Don't do that. No, I mean, I'm actually. That's why this is so much fun. No, 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 no. Because no, no. he knows he does. He knows no, no, no. he bigs up his women. Big man, big man, don't But the minute it's called into question, he's like, no, 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 no. Don't try that on me, bro. Don't try that on me. I'm not the one. Big man, ting, don't do that because I actually big up my women and I do through, through, through. I stand for it, man. Did he just serious me? Did he just serious Did he just BMT me? Yeah, he's yeah, serious. Yeah, don't do that in it. But like, <laughs> but like for real, yeah. I like I like seeing real things on social platforms in it. Okay. And I feel I, sometimes. No, no, no. I feel sometimes in the light is one thing, but then they angle themselves and the light turns off and it's the next thing in it. What is your beef, bruv? My beef is, yeah. I like people to just be real from start to finish. Okay. Can I make a technical point on this challenge? Yeah. Can I make a technical point? So like the camera angle between the lights being on and the lights being off doesn't change. Do you think it's a one take? No, negative. Do you think Busset Challenge is one take? No, but you know you're right. I'll shut up. And the bus <laughs> and, and the, the Busset Challenge is actually doing in movement more things for one's angles than gyrating against you know a freaking door I'm, frame. You know what? It's fine. I'll just shut up. It's no, cool. no, it's cool. It's cool. You know, you hate women. It's all good. I'm just no, don't <laughs> say that. No, honestly, no. don't say that, man. Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. No, Zavi loves women. Zavi's Zavi's Why can't we a real one. It's a podcast. It's our podcast. Why yeah, can't we it's our podcast. But you're forgetting like, other things outside this podcast. Why can't we joke? I can't be having the, the hate women. Why can't we joke? Big one thing. But why can't we joke? Is it a joke? Yeah. Of course, it's a fucking joke. <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. It's a joke. It's a joke. Do I have to yeah. tell you it's a joke? <laughs> I was getting hot. I was getting hot. Fuck yeah, take off that Elon no. t-shirt, bro. Take off that Elon t-shirt. You're getting too hot. No, we don't need that on camera. We don't need any of that. I'm yeah. a big fan of the silhouette challenge. I, I, I think it's going to be short-lived. Um, yeah. um, I, don't think I feel like it requires, it requires a lot more bravery than the Busset challenge. Yeah. Because you've got to yeah. get your kit off, haven't you? Basically. Yeah. So. And if you don't have the right sort of lighting situation in the background. Unless you've, unless you've already invested in Philips smart lighting. Ooh. Yo, Philips needs to send you a check. Bro. One time. I said there's three companies in life I want to be sponsored by. 
You can't have Uniqlo, bro. We've already had that. Uniqlo? No, no, you, you can't do that. That's Diplomatic or um, That's fine. You can have that. And, and Philip Smartline. They're going to need to cut me. Yeah, you can hold them other two, but Uniqlo's mine, baby. <laughs> I need some. I need some. I need some high tech hoodies in my life. You guys get into any uh, Twitter beefs in the last couple of weeks? Oh yeah, hundred percent. In fact, I got into Twitter beef on this very topic. Oh, why? So whoever this Lin May talks. Oh, Lin May. Whoever this Lin May talk, Friend of the show. Whoever this hack is, I come across her because she tweeted some anti-Semitic shit time ago. I think and I. I think I got it actually. And then, uh, and then Where's she. Where's the tweet? And I think she's. Well, I think she might have deleted the tweet. But then, and then, and then she subsequently tweeted that um, she previously homogenized Jews as a single entity because it was drilled into her in her community, which is obviously bullshit. Pull it back. Pull it back. Pull it, it back. Let's focus on the old. Uh, um, anyway, Lin May, Lin, Lin May Talks needs to rebrand her Twitter handle to Lin May Chat Shit because that's what she does. But who she is was Lin May. Lin May a fuck no, she's some fucking hack who thinks that she's some right wing thinker on Twitter, and there are a sufficient number of idiots in the ends who think that she's um, speaking sense. But anyway, uh, she tweeted something about uh, women one minute are saying um, don't uh, objectify me, and then another minute doing something like the silhouette challenge, like. It doesn't, you don't need to be a member of Mensa. Let me, let me get this off. Let me get this off. So Lin May, who is a cultural commentator in sort of similar vein to ZZ Mills, put up I a... I feel uh, that's disrespect to ZZ Mills, but anyway, carry on. They're, they're besties. Um, so yeah, similar kind of I'm, thing. I come for both of them. Um, actually, I'm not, I'm Lin not May actually ZZ. put out a tweet, which is quite interesting. She said, women say, how dare you sexually objectify me? Women, five minutes later, let me get naked, rub up my tits with red lighting on in a similar setting to an Amsterdam brothel and then post it all over the internet. Hashtag silhouette challenge. And then she put a disclaimer. P.S. Sexual objectification has nothing to do with consent. Johnny. Go off, sis. Trash. <laughs> Trash chat. Trash chat. So for context, this is this this is a person who has their pinned tweet as like the only time they've ever been allowed on camera and she spends her opportunity talking shit about how the welfare state destroys traditional gender roles even though she also talks about how dangerous identity politics is which therefore renders the entire video completely fucking redundant but on yeah. this specific tweet where she talks about women saying how dare you sexually objectify me and then five minutes later quote get naked rub my tits up with lying and post it all over the internet what she fails to understand is that women giving consensual appreciation or giving the opportunity for people to appreciate their body makes that point redundant insofar as a woman claiming agency or showing agency of her body doesn't objectify her status sexually mm. um, just because a woman sometimes or on occasion shows her body in a way that she sees fit does not give right for people to think that she is a sex object but women are also entitled not to have themselves be sexually objectified when it's unwarranted regardless whether or not they at certain times claim agency of their body so like her argument makes no sense in about three or four different ways but is another example of a hack um a right-wing hack who seems to come up with this like bizarre ideology like if you keep showing men sexual bodies then men are going to see you as sexual objects as if that's a woman's problem as opposed to a man's problem yeah if a man sees a woman's body and is unable to not back himself off mm. then that's more his problem than it is to do with a woman who is claiming agency of her body yeah it's a bizarre construct that comes from blokes normally but to see a woman unable to understand that is 
quite fucking unique. Yeah, it's quite crazy. Um, and then you get stories about the uh, former Bradford City footballer, uh, Tyrell Robertson, who got jailed with his mate the other week um, for having sex with underage girls and the seediness of it all kind of loosely links to what you're saying and the way women and in this case, young girls are kind of positioned. Um, I don't know if you know about the story, but Tyrell Robertson is ex-Arsenal football player, mm. um, 23 years old. Um, him and his friend, uh, Corey Berman, met three 14-year-olds at his flat in Bradford in August okay, the nonce, 2018. Bro. Bradford Crown Court heard that the 23-year-old knew the girl's ages and had discussed this fact with his friend who was 22. Both men admitted sexual activity with a child. Robinson was jailed for three and a half years. Not enough. Berman for six. Not enough. And apparently uh, Robinson um, met up with one of these girls, tried to obviously do what he did. Ended up sending them sort of like a text message saying, I think you are stunning, but your age is a killer. <laughs> it's mad. It's I mean, mad. I mean, mad. Robinson from South Ockenden, Essex, admitted having sex with one of the girls in his bedroom after he and Berman met up with him. He also took a photo of Berman in bed with the two other girls and shared it with him. So they then ended up next day having a mm. couple of conversations on WhatsApp about how they felt like a pedo. But, like, but I guess, I guess going along the lines of people like Lynn May's rhetoric it's the girl's fault it's the girl's fault for looking sexual it's fucking crazy right yeah like men are men are the, actually like if you deep it like really this silhouette challenge is a problem because men are going to be victimized yeah. for looking at women crazy right sexually crazy and like poor us and like and like it's tough enough because you know like uh, to further Limay's point like if a man has to go on job seekers allowance in order for him to find a job like he's already he's already been demasculinated yeah uh, and like a woman's role has already been distorted in the house. Yeah. So like, not only is she being forced to earn money, which is totally not natural for women. Wild. Um, like she's having to, uh, she's having to perform the masculine role for her man, yeah. and that's really going to damage him. And so like, given that he's already delicate, if she turns out in a bra and panties, like obviously he's going to see her as a sexual object because he's been he's been psychologically damaged by the fact that he doesn't have a job and this is all totally against traditional gender roles. But, but just, it's worth saying that identity politics is totally wrong. Yep. And like, just because you're black doesn't mean you're black and yep. just because you're a woman doesn't mean you're a woman. Nope. Um, like nobody should actually seek any affirmation nope. in their personal identity. But no. like at the same time, like men need to be men, women need to be women. So shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> I beg you, I beg this, I beg you put me on the stage with these people. I'll I will just end them. I'm down for it. Finish I'm it. so down for yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's very, very sad. Um, these voice boxes, as I like to call them, seemingly have this desire to carve a specific contrarian niche um, in this. But in it's this trash thing. contrarianism. Yeah, it's, it's trash contrarianism. Uh, a lot of the points are very, very, you know, ill-timed as well. And the worst part about people like Lynn May as well is that when they do get challenged more often than not, their level of engagement with people who come at them with facts dwindles dramatically. You might get like a reply. So let's say if I've, I've gone in her comment section, she was bigging up Pretty Patel and saying how, you know, why don't people herald her for the things that she's done? But yet what Kamala Harris did for the, for the black oh, people and the just, just judicial system over oh. there is, is celebrate. Like she's the kind of person. And when I went in there and I kind of gave her two pennies on that, like she, she, the level of engagement she had with people like me who was actually hitting her with the facts was basically just like... It's zero. Like it's zero. Basically... And it's just... Yeah, it gets tiresome, man. Basically, she is like... She's a cultural version of Dan Bilzerian. So remember yeah, when yeah, everyone yeah. got gas on Dan Bilzerian being like the world's best Hated poker him. player? Hated him. The geezer admitted, he was like, I'm not great at poker, but I play against high school kids and I take all their money. That's yeah. why I'm rich. Yeah. Like, that's what she does. Yeah. That's what these hacks do. It's like, even on a... On a 
take it at a higher level, a level that someone like Lemay could never operate, is someone like a Julia Hartley Brewer who's spent the last year denying COVID and denying mm -hmm. the need for lockdown, etc. Like these people engage and counteract with people who are relative high school kids, and it makes them look like geniuses because they're not actually. They, they have got no interest in engaging anyone at a comparable intellectual level. And that's yeah. what creates this like cult of personality. This Lynn Maychick is just another example of a hack that punches below her weight and it makes her look like a big puncher. And yeah. it's just trash chat. I've got no time for it. Um, shout out Octavian's ex, Emo Baby, AKA Hannah. BBC Three documentary, Music's Dirty Secret, just Everyone. dropped Women Fight Back. It breaks down the story of her and Octavian. There's also a segment on Solo 45 and his heinous crimes against women as well. And there's some other stories in there which relate to sort of like the rock end of music um, and so on and so forth. And basically paints a picture of a music industry at all various different levels which is complicit in the abuse and continued continued sexual and psychological abuse of women. So shout out to anybody who's coming forward. Mm -hmm. um, the exposure that is given uh, this story, I'm sure will inspire many others to come out and share their stories. So big up her that came out this week. So check that out on BBC Three. Um, <laughs> one thing I did want to bring up is uh, continuation of the last episode. Everybody, mm. Everybody's out here thinking that Laurie Harvey and uh, old Mikey B. Conspiracy. It's, it's fake. It's not real. Like, what, well, Either way, either way, like, he's, he's still holding her by the waist, isn't it? So... <laughs> And, me, and we're not in it, so... Basically, the one thing so I'm... So what next? You know one, what I mean? That's, one, that, that's, that's my conclusion. The one thing I take away from this discourse <laughs> is that I still have a chance. I was going to say, Johnny, mate, like, it, it might be real. I still you. got a chance. Although I will say that the most significant cultural moment in the last fortnight is finding out that Anna de Armas has broken up with Ben Affleck. So, you know, like, if you like uncharacteristic white boys with little charm and no discernible talent... Oh, much charm. Like, Lo lots of charm. I'm here. I'm here and I also speak Spanish yeah, and Ben Affleck doesn't. So is, I'm here. What's up? Anna right. de Armas, please at me. Please. But the thing is, right, please. Johnny, you actually have chat. Like, well, on universal basic income. <laughs> no, no, you have chat. And I genuinely, I genuinely feel like you might have more chat than Michael B. Jordan, but Michael, Michael B. Jordan. I, I, mean, I am capable of changing my face. And Michael that, B. Jordan, I can change yeah, face no, expression. That's Michael B. Jordan. I know a doctor. Probably, <laughs> the thing is, yeah, Michael, Michael B. Jordan is Michael B. Jordan. So he's a hunk, isn't it? Mm. But, <laughs> But what, you, what, what, you, what you need to do, <laughs> what you need to do, yeah? What is this? What you need to do, yeah? Any girl that tries to come at you and say, what well, do you have that he doesn't, yeah? Mm. You've got to say, rah, like, have you heard my chat? Like That is a huge segue there. Well done, Zabby. I don't know what we're segueing to, but I'm clicking. Same, same, we, same. I'm excited to find out. We are segueing to this standards conversation oh boy standards argument that oh seems to be boy. running them should we get into it no, yeah, should yeah. we even get into it no, I'm, 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 I'm sitting back and listening to it i'll talk tonight you know what no 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 you gotta talk because when i talk yeah you lot you lot say that i'm like i'm like a hate woman no 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 this is this your time to shine puppy bang he's still tight set it up no you know what we're like an hour and we're like an hour and 40 into this that's like we can save this for another time but the conversation that we're definitely gonna have is something that i feel quite passionate about at the moment um, social media, my social media participation is pretty much limited to Instagram, right? I don't really love Twitter, never really have. I find it genuinely affects my mood quite negatively. I know Johnny's big on Twitter, not so much in love with Instagram. Um, Zavi doesn't really love much of it, but finds himself, I would say, more on Instagram than the others. But one thing is like pretty apparent, like in, in the last few weeks, I felt it a little bit more. It's just like more and more sort of like divisive, conversation and arguments about like men versus women are broke men and broke women held to the same standards 
women coming out and saying what they absolutely must have from from men in order for them to to be a perfect partner men on the other hand saying all of these like deplorable things about women and all the things that they need in women i'm just getting very very uncomfortable with the separation of the sexes guys i don't know about you but it's getting quite scary it's getting very scary to be honest with you and i feel like there's definitely a um a conscious segregation yeah um between men and women um within the world of social media uh, what i like to call the matrix and um it's not healthy yeah at all um i feel like if it was if you weren't in a lockdown i feel like people will have a lot more time when it hands to do other things yeah um, but all i'm seeing these days when i open up my my uh, my iphone is one thing after another that either compares or it's triggering some sort of thought to um rubbish one gender or the other um, mm. and it's just not healthy johnny yes. boy i don't know have, I, you, have I, you ever been told by a woman you need to be earning six figures to get into her panties I have, I've got, a, I've got, a, I've got a date story. It's not a million miles away. Basically, I, I met a girl, very successful. She was a banking lawyer, a black girl from single parent family, uh, and we were discussing the topic of responsibility to our background. I'm someone who feels very responsible as someone without a university degree, who works as a trader, or works in the city. I feel it's my responsibility to set a good example so that other people without degrees are given opportunities in the city. And we were talking about her feeling responsibility as a black woman in banking law, not a particularly well represented mm. racial demographic in mm. banking law. Mm. Um, and she said, yeah, to an extent I kind of do, but like, really, why would I work? And I was like, what do you mean? It's cut a very long story short. She was essentially looking for the richest man to marry. And that was Crazy. it. Her, her ultimate ambition in life was to find someone rich to marry, even though she was supremely intelligent and gorgeous and charming and whatever she was like well why would i go to work i can and just as well as you just said, marry like, someone rich humble background as well that like without getting too deep into that yeah. point like like I, i'm like you two are black and i'm not yeah. but fucking hell like a black woman in banking law yeah, yeah, like yeah. you you are kind of responsible no, i mean like, i just mean like her background <laughs> as well because you mentioned single parent household yeah. and stuff so i was just wondering whether or not she struggled um growing up and stuff because that, that well, she, for me yeah she did she did yeah, that that she part did. of it for me is also quite an important part of the psychology um, and I think this is something that we should get into uh, maybe on another day because we're reaching that two-hour point. Um, but we'll definitely get into it. But it's cold in these streets. Yeah, it's crazy. Cold in uh, these streets. Yeah, well, I guess we'll address that. Um, new music, new music, new music. The plan today was to actually speak about the best albums that we had heard throughout this year because there wasn't really too much music mm. being dropped. But then, but then, out of nowhere, Fredo uh, dropped his album, Man um, Like Man Like Fredo. Um, is back um, with a brand new album, which is actually executively produced by none other than Santan Dave. Um, it's called Wavy. Money. Yeah, it's there's called, a lot of piano. You can it, tell. Yeah, you can tell. There's a lot of piano in there. Um, I'm not entirely sure the extent to which Dave produces uh, each of the tracks, but as Johnny just said, there's a lot of piano solos going on all over the album. So I'd imagine there is some. It's called Money Can't Buy Happiness check it out i personally think that this is freddo's coming of age moment i think he has a huge following in the uk um and i think this is kind of the album that has enough of the and i hate this term but i'm going to use it enough of the sort of commercial sensibilities um sensitivities or sensibilities uh, bit, bit both bit both, bit both. <laughs> um has enough of that sort of commercial feel to it to kind of maybe propel him a little bit more up in the charts i know he's i know he's enjoyed some some pretty 
pretty big chart success so far. But as an album artist, I think this could be the album that really takes him there. It's got songs on there featuring the likes of Summer Walker, the likes of um, uh, Pop Smoke, Rest in Peace. Pop Smoke went hard. Um, Dave obviously is on the, on the uh, lead single Money Talks on there as well. Check it out. It's banging. Um, and then the other album that came out overnight is Colors by Party Next Door. Um, it's an EP sort of short album. Um, I think it's more of an album than an EP, to be honest. I think there's like nine or 10 tracks on there. That's an album. Um, it's pretty much an, That's album, an album, right? But I think it was put out as an EP. But anyway, Party nine Next Door. I think he's still pretty vo uh, volatile artist and I think some of his some of his music is amazing and then some of his music is pretty mid. Yeah, pretty um, like depressing. Yeah, like, I'm a I'm a big party guy. Like, yeah, I, I love I love party. Yeah, he's but, good. But like, I completely agree with you when I say that. Like, a lot of his music is straight vibes. Yeah, like vibes. But like, sometimes I just feel like, where's this going? Yeah. Um, is he still signed to Drake? Still signed to OVO label. So I guess your love for him is even stronger for that reason. Um, but um, but yeah, check it out. It's called Colors. Um. And that's pretty much it. No, I'm from sorry. The I'm cues. sorry. That, that last beat. That's the last. That last beat you said. Yeah. Was that like shade? It was a little bit of shade. I said because he's still on OVO, you probably love him. Wait, can I ask, can I ask yo, a question? Yo. As someone who's not really into music, that's uh, not well, true. I mean, I come into music. I'm not up on music like you, man. Now, but I'm just wondering: has has Certified Loverboy come out yet? I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's come out yet, mate. No. So it's basically, let's ask our Drake correspondent. So basically, so so Drake. So Drake waiting for like four episodes. So Drake. And it's not come um, out I, just I think Drake hurt like his leg or something, and he's he went for rehab and stuff. Oh, okay. And um, did that hurt his voice as well? Do, do you want to do you want to talk about the fact that you got the bootleg? I got the bootleg version, and it's actually lit. Like what? the bootleg version, it's got some unreleased tracks in it. It might what? not be on the album. Yeah. So some of the songs on there, like I genuinely feel like I've been seen. I'll break it like, down. I really feel. Oh, I really feel like that's that's mad chat. That's mad chat. I feel like I've been. Disgusting. We're gonna have to do a single episode on Certified Love Boy. When I'm it comes not out. doing an album. Yes, yes, yes. I'm not, I'm not can we have it. A, no. Can we have a listen? Can we have a listening party? No. Please, can we have a listening party? No. I mean, like you can go. But no, I'm but not can, sure no, no. Be, right I'm not here, sure I'll attend. a disconnected and terribly listening party for a Certified Love Boy. No. Yes. Absolutely not. Well, there's three of us. Yep. Right. Right. And I'm pretty sure that like. <laughs> Don't make me vote. We. we I, I am one third of the podcast. Don't make me vote. Right, right. There's no vote. How do you think this vote is going to go for you? We're not voting. Sorry, what? Not voting. So you reckon you're going to get to record a, a listening party episode just on your ones, yeah? All right. Put put it this way: either we do a listening party, right, or I'm just not going to attend episode. I already said this episode that we're hiring. So do your thing, B. <laughs> yeah. Do your thing, B. What that's, you said? Of course, but rich, but rich, but rich. You said I'm irreplaceable. I mean. Look, you're the one who's threatening to leave. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm, I'm Jose, man. I ain't keeping anyone here. Don't want to be here, baby. Drog, Drogba left Chelsea and they still won the title. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> and just like that, Alexa. There were two. <laughs> <laughs> and just like that, there were two. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Abby Leopold. And this might be his um, last episode, so say goodnight, <laughs> Zabby. Say I'm a, my name is Leopold. I'm a free agent. Um, Tune in for next <laughs> episode. If, if there's any podcast that want me... Um, <laughs> Let me know. Like sometimes I'm late, sometimes I'm not. Um, sometimes you're not. So, what? I've not seen the knot. Sometimes you're oh not late. Oh my god! Only time you're not late is when we I come have to your been, yard. I've listen, not seen the knot. I have been on time for the past like three podcasts. Oh my I've, god! I'm a I'm a massive seller of that. I'll, What's I'll, he talking yeah, no, about? I'm, I'm seller of that. What do you mean by I'm a seller of that? Jenny? I'm a seller of you're that. Lying. What do you mean by that? There's no way you've you been on time that? to last You are lying. I have been on time. You are lying. I've been quite proud of my achievements. You look, yo, yo, you look. Give me the flowers while I'm still here, bro. Cause I'm, 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 I'm sacked after this. 
<laughs> Will Zavi be here for episode 10? Will Johnny make it to his 29th birthday? Stay tuned for episode... Will, will GameStop get to 600? <laughs> All that and more on episode 10 of this... Good. And... Terribly. Bye. Bye. <laughs>